Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPodLevin on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Back with another episode. This one, not uh, not quite as exciting as, uh, as Tuesday morning's episode. A Jets 30-10 loss in Dallas. We're going to talk a little bit about quickly about kind of what we, you know, what went wrong, um, you know, what we can, you know, look forward to for this uh, this big matchup with the Patriots and um, just some of the adjustments the Jets need to make kind of going forward. I kind of want to start out with, I guess, some of the positives here, positives, um, you know, there weren't many. Uh, I thought CJ Mosley was a guy, you know, kind of all over the field on, uh, you know, on Sunday afternoon. I thought, you know, Garrett Wilson, obviously, 83 yards, you know, a 60 yard touchdown at 83 yards on two catches. You know, what more can he ask for? That was really the only kind of pulse the offense, uh, the offensive side of the ball had. I thought, you know, Mekhi Becton um, has been the best Jets offensive lineman through two games. So some positives there. Um, you know, Bryce Huff continues to be a guy that is kind of a force to be reckoned with whenever he's in the game. It feels like he gets pressure. You know, a surprising Solomon Thomas, um, you know, looks fantastic. I thought, uh, you know, I thought on Sunday, I believe had three pressures and a sack as well. So, um, you know, you look at you look at the Jets kind of as a whole. Again, not much went right. Um, but things like a Solomon Thomas, Bryce Huff, CJ Mosley on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Jeremy Ruckert made the most of his reps. I thought Tyler Conklin had a nice game as well. Um, you know, and Zach had a first half that, you know, he kind of looked kind of as he did exactly what Jets hands kind of wanted him to do, right? He uh, took care of the football, used his legs a little bit, had the one big time throw to Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, again, wasn't great, but it was his, not necessarily the problem, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, again, give credit to Brent Boyer as well. Uh, you know, obviously that fake punt he ran with Ashton Davis, um, you know, good design there. Um, you know, Robert saw obviously, you know, get some credit for, for giving that a call, you know, as well. Now to the negative was not, was not a pretty day. Um, you know, I thought sauce Gardner played well in spurts, but you know, drops a pick an easy pick six again, missed another tackle that you, you would like to see him make that's two weeks in a row. He's kind of, um, you know, over pursued it and missed a tackle, but you know, it, it's not necessarily a negative, but again, it's something that down four, you know, down 10 to seven, just having scored, you know, getting a little bit of momentum back and on a shot in the arm and all of a sudden Sauce Gardner, great job, reads the, reads the route, you know, reads the hitch route perfectly, reads Dak's eyes, you know, walk-in touchdown and the Jets are at 14-10 and all of a sudden we have ourselves a ball game and, 
you know, instead drops it, the Jets go down and get three penalties called on them. And, you know, all of which I'm not sure were penalties, specifically the two roughing the passer calls that extend the Cowboys drive. And instead of holding them to three there, they, they give up, a, you know, eight. And all of a sudden it's 18 to seven. And, you know, then again, obviously the Jets go down and nice two minute drill. Zach gets his hand tipped. Not able to not able to bring it in. Garrett Wilson wasn't able to bring the ball in. Obviously, he was underthrown due to his sacks hand getting tipped, and the Jets are down 18 to 10. Three and a half to start the half, and all of a sudden the game's over. So, you know, I kind of say I'll have to say Dwayne Brown, um, you know, week two of you know, working his way back, coming off shoulder surgery again, 40, you know, 38-year-old guy coming off who's a warrior for this Jets team last year. Actually, I thought he played pretty well early on in the year, and then as the year went on, you know, began to struggle. It's just tough right now to, you know. It's tough right now to watch him. He's he's really struggled through two weeks. Anyone's going to struggle with Michael Parsons one on one. Um, he's Michael Parsons. If he's not the best player in the NFL, that's not named Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, or a quarterback. He's certainly probably the second or third. That said, the Jets, you know, left Wayne Brown on an island a lot of times, and he was he was pretty brutal. Um, no other way to say it. I thought Lincoln Tomlinson had a had a decent game, but again, you know, was not perfect by any means. And you know, Connor McGovern, um, a guy that made a ton of sense to bring back he's a guy on a one-year 1.5 million dollar deal veteran has started a bunch of games for the Jets very very durable but that said the Jets you know did draft the center in the second round in Joe Tittman and McGovern yesterday 30.6 PFF grade uh a 5.9 grade on pat and pass protection which is is truly horrific he was the worst graded Jets offensive player gave up six pressures in a sack that stuff can't be happening um you know, the Jets have an in-house replacement that has a much higher ceiling and probably the same floor at this point. And he's going to be the center going forward. You know, uh, now might be the time to make that move. And Elijah Vera Tucker yesterday was not his best effort. Um, was not bad, but again, not uh, not good by any means. The entire Jets offensive line obviously struggled against this, that, that ferocious Cowboys defense. Another guy that, you know, I know he's a fan favorite and, um, He's a locker room guy, a vibes guy. He's a national media kind of darling for this Jets team. I'm not sure why CJ Uzama continues to get reps over either Tyler Conklin or uh, Jeremy Rucker. Jeremy Rucker is easily the best blocker of any of the fullbacks and tight ends on the roster. He got only five reps yesterday and two pancakes in those five reps. When they run behind him, they ran to the right side two times behind him, Beckton and AVT, and both times were positive runs. It was really the only time they got anything going in the run game all day. So um, that's a huge disappointment. CJ is almost a guy that, again, good dude, you know, a fun guy and all that different type of stuff. And he's had had some nice moments here last year. The Lions gave him a couple, you know, the you know, a couple of moments, but overall, um, there's no excuse for Tyler Conklin and, and Jeremy Rucker not to play over him and the Jets not to utilize that right side of the offensive line even more. Again, I, I'd like to see maybe you give Brown one one or two more weeks to prove himself here. But, you know, if things continue that way, it's maybe a Becton, the left tackle, Tomlinson, left guard, center, uh, Tipman, right guard. You figure out whether it's Schweitzer, um, you know, any, or you keep AVT and you put Mitchell or Billy Turner. I don't know what the what the answer really is going to be, but. You know, things are going to have to get shaken up on this offensive line because, you know, they're, they're giving 19 pressures on 33 dropbacks. Like it was, the numbers yesterday were putrid. And that kind of brings me to the, the coaching staff. Um, I'm a huge defender of Robert Sala. I, I, the Nate Hackett hired me all the sense in the world because it brought you Aaron Rodgers. Jeff Ulbrich's a, a damn good coordinator and the Jets defensive staff, you know, uh, Mark Juan Manuel or um, Tony Oden and, and, all, and Aaron Whitecott. All these guys are fantastic. That said, um, the adjustments weren't there you know on Sunday whether it start the game the game plan wasn't good 
And something the Jets have, you know, kind of defense is built off of specifically, and then I'll get to the offensive side of the ball. The defense is specifically get you know, get pressure with four, trust the, you know, trust the corners, don't give up any explosives and all that different type of stuff. Linebackers running, you know, chasing cover. All that said, um, they kind of feast on. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. making an offense make a mistake, right? They they make you say, we're gonna nickel and dime you down the field. We're gonna be really disciplined. We're not gonna, we're not gonna try to force anything. And we're gonna every place gonna be 12, 13, 14, you know, place. The Cowboys did just that. Now it's a credit to Mike McCarthy and his staff and Dak Prescott. They took the check downs, I believe like 27 and Dak's 35 or 38 attempts were all under 10 yards. They did a good job there, but the Jets weren't sure tacklers yesterday. They didn't get a ton of pressure. They started to blitz, and they got a little impatient, I felt like, you know, with some of the coverages, with some of the calls, with some of the blitzing. And um, they didn't, you know, the one time they they had two times they forced a, either a Dallas turnover or almost a Dallas turnover. It didn't, you know, both times didn't capitalize. The fumble didn't recover it, and then they, uh, and then it dropped interception, obviously. But, you know, overall, I just felt like this Jets team, you know, defensively, just got impatient yesterday, and and I feel like that's something going forward. They, look, they were on the field far too long, couldn't get off the field on third down. That's the biggest indictment from their perspective. Um, so I want to kill them because, again, short week, overtime game, emotional win, 9-11, the whole thing, and coming in to Dallas, who's a top three or four team in the league. And, you know, 87 plays, I believe, C.J. Mosley played. I mean, it was, it was quite ridiculous. But, again, some of these rotations I just would like to see kind of cleaned up on the defensive line. Um, Carl Lawson did, did not – didn't feel like he did much and, you know, to have Will McDonald inactive and Bryce Huff not playing as much and stuff, you better have some production there. And I just don't feel like we saw that necessarily. And then I want to just kind of change the offensive side of the ball here. Again, this will be a quick episode. I'll have a much bigger recap uh, on Wednesday, you know, as well as uh, we start to look toward forward to a must win game in MetLife for the Jets uh, against New England. But this offensive side of the football, 
we all know they have a backup quarterback. We understand Zach's flaws. We understand all these different things. I understand wanting to protect the football. I get protecting him, being conservative, not trusting him. All these things are true, and, and I get it. That said, the lack of creativity on Sunday, the lack of, you know, kind of doing anything to move the pocket, um, anything to kind of get Zach out in space, to get some easy manufactured targets to Garrett Wilson, to get Brees Hall involved. Four carries for Brees Hall is a joke. Um, that should never happen. I'm not sure why that happened yesterday. Um, I understand him being on a pitch count. I understand trying to, you know, work his way back slowly, but uh, not great. And, and you know, uh, as much as, you know, the social media stuff from some of these guys after the game, you'd love to see stop at the end of the day, like get these guys to football. Brees Hall is a special player. When he touches the football, good things happen. Gary Wilson touches the football. Good things happen. Um, but we got to continue to see that happen. And um, there was no trickery. There was no kind of as much as, again, there's a difference in being conservative from protecting your quarterback than to then just like literally not understanding how to, to get guys involved, easy routes. I mean, for example, on Sunday or Saturday morning, I tweeted out some Jets keys to winning on Saturday, on Sunday. Start fast with a few easy completions. First downs, the Jets did not do that. They went three now in their first drive and, you know, a horrible miss block by Uzama. All of a sudden, you know, in a sack on third down, the Jets were behind the sticks already after already being down seven, nothing. Creating explosive on defense, didn't do that. Creating explosive on specials, didn't do that. Take advantage of trade eggs aggressiveness. The one time they did that, um, Zach Wilson gets hit on the arm because there's a pressure coming from the right side of Zach and, you know, they're not able to complete it. So I'll give that a, on, you know, on uh, the question mark there because they weren't really able to execute there. And then they didn't move the pocket, didn't utilize the screen game at all. I mean, they had two drop screens, but other than that, nothing there. Hit Dak early and often. The Jets simply didn't hit Dak Prescott enough and didn't, you know, didn't make him kind of have that internal clock start ticking. So that was a huge problem. When the turnover battle, we obviously know Zach ends up throwing the three picks in the fourth quarter. And then, and the fumble that obviously kind of killed the game. Dalvin Cook, Michael Parsons, a superhero, but again, that can't happen. And, you know, limit Michael Parsons. I know it's not an easy task, but a lot of one-on-ones weren't chipping him. Kept trying to run at Michael Parsons. And I, and I guess I understand the, the concept there, but at the same time, it wasn't working. You got to adjust. Running behind that right side of the offensive line is the, the Jets' best chance of kind of getting the run game going and opening up some plays for Zach. Again, overall, from a Zach Wilson perspective, first half was fine. He's a backup quarterback at this point in the league. The expectations need to be as such. I thought the third quarter, you could kind of start to see him get pressing. And then the fourth quarter, it obviously unravels, all falls apart, three interceptions. Um a lot of YOLO balls, a lot of the same shit we saw last year from Zach that just simply is is not going to get it done. So I guess the takeaways are like the first three quarters, Zach was okay enough against a elite, elite level defense. The other takeaway is the four, stuff in the fourth quarter cannot happen again. Um, they have a huge game on Sunday afternoon. And if you start, you know, doing a lot of that shit, throwing the ball up and kind of just hoping and praying and throwing back across your body and all this different type of stuff, um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you can continue to get away with that. So I guess overall takeaways again, was the game closer at points than 30 to 10 and, and that seven minute from seven minutes on in the second quarter, could the Jets have totally flipped that game a hundred percent. The NFL comes down to four or five plays. The Jets didn't execute. The refs were horrible, all that different type of stuff. They didn't execute this game plan. I thought on both sides of the ball wasn't good enough and short week and against the top three or four team in the league and, and the Jets lose 30 to 10. So it's week two. Everyone take a deep breath. There's a lot more football to be played. The Jets play a division rival and, uh, you know, a New York-Boston rival that they have not 
beaten since uh, Obama's second term. That's, you know, I'm going to need to change for this team. They have a chance to go two and one. They have a chance to win another home game. They have a chance to be two and one, two and oh in the division, two and oh in the conference. Again, if the Jets, you know, if you told anybody before the year, even with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets would start two and one and two and oh in the division, they would take that in a heartbeat. That's got to continue to be the same message. Um, we'll be back. We have Brad Spielberg, obviously, in his weekly spot. Mike Giardi will be on this week as well. I'm um, talking some Jets Pats. Make sure you're tuned in, subscribed, uh, five-star rate review, you know, the whole nine yards on the podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the week. Try to take a deep breath and get away from the Jets stuff for a day or two, and then, you know, hop back in on Wednesday, and we'll start getting ready uh, with a little bit of optimism and, uh, you know, some preview towards, uh, towards New England. Thanks, everybody. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.